What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. Hey, John Lim here. We've got a fun episode ahead of us. Anna Fitzgibbon, she's an entrepreneur and founder of Outgrowth LLC, a company that partners students with socially conscious farms for out-of-office internships. How are you today, Anna? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. This thank you. Exciting. And I got to thank you because you're actually at a rest off right now. You, you were, <laughs> we had, cause you know, you are so busy and I know you, you have a lot going on and, uh, this ter- ended up being the, the most optimal time for us, but you're on your way somewhere. So share with our listeners where you're headed to. Sure. So I am right outside of Indianapolis right now and on my way to Denver. So over wow. two days we'll be in Denver and then do a little trip through the Southwest with the goal being to A, connect with nature and B, connect with some really great companies in the area. Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. So it's sort of a workation for you. It is. Yeah, always. <laughs> well, Anna, you and I connected a couple months back. We uh, spoke at a uh, Branding Your Future event at Johns Hopkins Business School. And I was really, really impressed by everything you do. And I really was excited to have you come on and share with our listeners a little bit of your journey and your mission. So, Anna, tell us a little bit about your background and what you do with Outgrowth. Absolutely. So uh, my background is, you know, I have a kind of I guess not a straight line of a history. Uh, so who does I graduated college, <laughs> which makes it interesting. Yeah. So I graduated uh, from James Madison University in 2006, mm-hmm. and I set off with the intent of traveling through New Zealand with a working holiday visa for a year. Wow! Um, with the plan of doing it for a little bit, coming home, uh, reorganizing my life, and starting on this career path. Um, so one year turned into five years and, uh, one country turned into 25 countries. Wow. So oh my gosh. I, I, re- I, I won't I, ask you to list them all because <laughs> that would be a full episode, but that is fantastic. It was, uh, it was wonderful. And obviously, cause I, I couldn't stop. I just kept going back. So, yeah. um, so it was really rewarding. And I came back home five years later, back to Baltimore and started searching for a career. And what I found was that it was really difficult for me to get hired even at an entry level position. Really? And, really? um, yeah, and it was just puzzling. What for was, me because so what did you study in undergrad and what did you envision yourself doing? That's a, that's a really good question. So I studied communications Mm -hmm. and I knew that through my travels, I really connected with adventure tourism and experiential learning. Mm. And so I sought out a career in higher education. That's kind of where I wanted to get my feet wet, work with students in some capacity and kind of see where it took me. But that, that was challenging. I knew I could do a marketing thing, but I also wanted to work with students. So I really wanted to connect with people. So that's kind of where I first wanted to start. So that's kind of where I started. I did end up getting a job at Johns Hopkins where I worked for five years. Uh, But I always knew that I wanted to start my own business in some capacity. And I didn't know what that would look like. And how long had you had what we call the entrepreneurial itch? Uh, My whole life. Okay. Um, I always wanted to work for myself and create my own thing, even if it was a small side business. I always wanted to have something that I built from the ground up. Yeah. Um, so did that you kind know of what that, on. did you know what that looked like? I mean, growing up or is this something that you just had in mind that you were going to figure out later on? Had in 
my mind that I would figure out later on. And then, and then once I got the travel bug, I really thought, you know what, I'm onto something here. I really love this. And I think there's tremendous personal and professional value in it. And I don't think it's as realized, um, at least in American culture. Um, and I don't think there's a space carved out for it. I think that there's spaces for vacation and there's spaces for, you know, a quick study abroad jaunt, but there's no real space given to what we call wandering and adventure. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. put in some separate category. Um, but I knew after I traveled for five years that it had tremendous professional value. So I started that, you know, the gears started turning and I thought, how can I translate this into a business, um, that, that there were, there's, a a more, I guess, defined line drawn between the experiential learning and the going out and hiking and figuring it out on your own with what, how can we show students that there's actually something for them and it'll actually help them build their careers, connect to something more purpose-driven, and in the end, build out these competencies that employers are looking for. Right. And so how did that lead you to outgrowth? Yeah. So another good question. So I started to build this concept. You know, I, I was at Hopkins for five years while I earned my MBA from the Cary Business School. And uh, when I was doing that, I, I started to build this business. And at five years, I decided to take a step back from Hopkins and devote myself fully to researching and building this company. So I okay. knew experiential learning. I knew kind of student driven activity, but I didn't know what that would look like. And through my Cary Business School career, I had had the chance to connect with small businesses and get more involved in community development. So I thought, you know, I love immersive learning. I think there's tremendous, like I said, professional value. Mm -hmm. I thought, how can I immerse students in this, but also have them do something that to fulfill some kind of need in our society and especially in Baltimore. Yeah. So I stumbled upon, you know, this idea of connecting students with small businesses to help them to build out pieces of their small business mm. all while going away from home and being immersed in a new environment. So kind of accelerated learning professionally and accelerated learning personally. Um, and then in doing research, I was interviewing different small businesses and just happened upon a small farm. And, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was just one of those things where I thought, man, why haven't I thought about this before? Of course, farms, you know, they're contributing to food security mm-hmm. and they, they're doing a lot of social good and a lot of farms are connected to education and, you know, contributing to the economy and helping with health and wellness. So it was like, well, of course, these companies are doing tremendous work and they work all the time. Farmers are extremely busy and they need help. So it just what, became what a natural What was the area that you saw that farms needed the most help with? Uh, marketing and business development ah. would be the two areas that farmers know they need to do it. A lot of them even know how to do it. They just don't have the time. The yeah. harvest season and the harvest planning seasons, even the winter is used, you know, to plan the harvest season. And it just takes up a tremendous amount of time. So, you know, I, I started to realize that just like any small company, farms need this help and they don't necessarily have the infrastructure to build it out. And so then I thought, well, what if I could be that infrastructure? What if I could provide that service for them? I love it. So where, so you have this great idea. You've identified a niche that you never imagined that, you know, in a million years you would come across. What is the next step? What do you do next? Yeah, so that's, uh, that's where, where we are right now. So I'm in my pilot year. Um, so I've now 
built out a series of farm partners that have the infrastructure to house volunteers on site. They have the desire to grow their business. All my farm partners are between two and five years old as a business. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And then I started partnering with universities to market these experiences over the past year. So I worked with 10 different universities and worked with these universities so that they would begin to offer credit for the projects I was building oh, out with these farms, um, which was wonderful and very exciting. And so now I have two students who, as of June 30th, will be piloting this experience, living on a farm uh, for a whole month and earning college credit. Oh, that's fantastic. And I, I'm so curious because I think it is such an innovative model. So I love what you're doing. You see that you're, you're taking students who are in school who naturally have the inclination towards branding and marketing. I mean, because students these days, I mean, you've grown up on social media, right? And so you're filling a need. So what was what was the pitch like when you were talking to these farms? Was there any resistance to it? Was there any, uh, I'm curious, you know, were they accepting of it? What was that conversation like? And then on the flip side, what was it like when you were approaching the schools and the students themselves? Yeah, and and that's it's funny. That's one of the most interesting and challenging parts of this business is that every university is different, every student is different, yeah. and every farm is different. Sure. Um, so there's been a huge learning curve for me, and I've been working to identify trends that you know certain types of schools and certain types of farms are really great fit and love it. Others don't. Hmm. So what I've found is that uh, for an established farm business that perhaps has been around for generations, they're a little more resistant, and not because they you don't think it's a great program, but it just isn't necessarily the best fit for their model. A lot of them have full-time employees. um, They have their system down. They know how to make money. They've figured out their profits and they live off of this. Right. Um, So I found that the newer farms are really, really accepting of this. Um, Newer farmers tend to be younger farmers too. Mm -hmm. So they're a little more, they're younger in age, but they're also, their business is so much younger that they're kind of at that stage where they want to pilot a lot of different things and kind of see what model works for them. Um, so, so the farms are really excited and most of the time are saying, oh my gosh, I've needed this forever. (laughs) Um, when can they start? You know, like, um, I think the only, the one of two challenges with farmers that tends to be a little difficult is one, there's a huge learning curve when it comes to learning the farming piece of this internship. Um, and so farmers, you know, depending on their time, investing in the training of new interns is sometimes challenging. Mm. So if an intern's only going to be there for a month, some farmers don't necessarily want to go in that direction with an outgrowth program. Also, if, um, if they kind of know where they're going direction wise, they might not want to give the creative control to students. So if they're like, well, you know, I know I want this and this and this, and I think I'm just going to, I have the skill sets, I have a background, I'm just going to go for it, then maybe they don't want to give up that creative control, which is understandable. It's their business. I Mm -hmm. totally get that. So it's all about finding the right fit. So most, I would say 95% of farmers are very excited and 5% of maybe said this isn't the best program for them at this time. 95% of your potential market, that's pretty, pretty darn good, Anna. So, and what about on the other side? What about the students? I mean, I imagine a lot of students in school, uh, unless they're specific geared towards becoming farmers uh, have not really thought of this as a way to get experiential learning. So what has been the response been like from students that you've worked with that you're working with? 
Yeah. And, and that's what's been really great is that I've worked with, you know, I've pitched to sustainability students, um, environmental science students, and they're right. very, in, um, but you know, what is interesting is equally interested are the marketing students, our wow. liberal arts students who maybe struggle to get that hands-on learning, yeah. um, because of their major. So I think that if you're a history major, if you're an English major, you know, if you want to do some writing, I think at the intern level, it can be hard to have that, to find an experience where you can really get that creative control and put something on your resume or add something to your portfolio where you can say, well, this is what I did for this small company at this stage. Yeah. Um, so I think people are really drawn to it. And equally so, people are drawn to it because it's different. Yes. Um, I've had <laughs> students come up to me and say, I never would have thought to do this. <laughs> I don't know if I can farm, but I want to try. And wow. that's kind of oh my gosh. what <laughs> we about, want, right? <laughs> you read my mind because I was curious. I mean, I, I, you, you are potentially creating a new generation of farmers who may not have thought of this as an option. Absolutely. And and if not that, then advocates and consumers for yeah. farmers, which is equally Definitely. important in kind of creating this movement. Absolutely. Um, and and I, think, I think something, too, that – is really interesting is, and this is kind of started with millennials, but now Generation Z is coming through college. Students want to connect to something that has purpose. Yes. And we're seeing it more and more that students want to do something that they really can connect with and become engaged in, even if it isn't necessarily an instant moneymaker. Um, so I'm finding that people are becoming attracted to this because of the social impact piece. Absolutely. Because mission, I think, is a critical piece of any student that's coming out and, and finding a career, it's not simply about the bunny. It's not simply about the benefits, as important as those are. It's about having a mission that you really can get invested in, that you can get behind. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. Completely agree. I love what you're doing, Anna. So I've got to oh, ask thank you, you. Did you ever imagine that you'd be doing something like this when you were growing up? Like the, I, I imagined I was always going to choose a slightly more difficult path that was than I had to. <laughs> I always say that to my husband. I say, you know, I always choose the harder life than I probably had to, but I'm drawn to I'm drawn to extreme challenges. You like challenges? So. I do. <laughs> That's great. So I always figured it would. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I knew I'd be driving to farms. And, and, and know, I'm curious. I mean, did you? <laughs> Did you have any experience yourself with farms growing up? Did you have farmers in your family? Or was this just a market that you discovered that had a big need that you wanted to fulfill? Yeah, the, the second one, actually. So I'm, a, I'm from Baltimore City originally. I am a classic city person. Um, I have a real appreciation for the outdoors, working in adventure tourism as a kayak guide and as a hike guide. So I have a real connection uh, with that. But when it comes to agriculture, I was brand new on the scene wow. when I discovered this. That's so it's great. been a very a major educational opportunity for me as well as I go through this. That's fantastic. Well, Anna, when it comes down to it, what would you say is your big why? What is the the mission that drives you each and every day? I believe that if we can start to connect students to not only experiences where they can have that creative control and get that professional real hands-on experience earlier, not only are they going to be able to make better career decisions for themselves and kind of know earlier on what they like, what they don't like, what type of company they want to work for, but I also believe it can open up their minds to considering other alternative ways of living, whether that's a different type of career or a different way to spend your time or a different place to volunteer. I think that it's really important that people understand that we're kind of told that there's this one kind of 
trajectory and we go through college and then maybe grad school, but then we have this career and then we climb the ladder. And I think that, you know, there are multiple ways to live. And I learned that in travel and there are many ways to find happiness. And I think that if people can understand, you know, earlier on through new experiences that more than one life is possible, then they can hopefully seek their best life. I love it. And Anna, I, you've got a really amazing big why. What would you say is the biggest challenge you face towards achieving that big why? Yes. So I would say, you know, this is a brand new concept in the way that it's kind of an internship. It's a little bit of volunteer work thrown in. It's a little bit of experiential learning outward bound. Um, And with any new concept, you know, you can anticipate many, every possible challenge and barrier and obstacle and know that you're going to get, but you can't prepare for everything. So I think the biggest challenge is just it's failing a lot and Mm. failing fast. And I don't mean the overall outgrowth is failing, but every day there are little mini failures that you have to really quickly recalibrate. Um, And so I think that that's a huge challenge. And I think with every new business too, especially one that people haven't really heard of anything like this because it's really, it's kind of new. uh, I think there's initiating that buy-in is really a struggle at first because People will say to you, well, why would anyone want to do this? Why would I want to work on a farm when I could work in an air-conditioned office? You know, so you have a lot of people who are challenging you to answer these questions, which is really helpful in the end, um, because if you can take that in, it makes you build your pitch stronger and consider their questions and maybe their hesitations. Uh, but, you know, with every new concept, initiating buy-in is is huge. Yeah, no, and I think that's a key, key takeaway that uh, mo- moving forward listeners can benefit fit from. So Anna, what are some of the steps that you're taking to move past this challenge? So I would say there are three major things that I try and do to move past these mini and kind of more major challenges in building a business. The first is I put in the time to speak to people, to get in front of them Mm -hmm. and to write about the mission of outgrowth, whether it's a blog post or through a newsletter. Um, and by connecting with these people, um, my hope is not only to show them what the company is doing, but also start to get a conversation around this way of learning and living. And the, the whole point being that eventually if enough people start talking about this, um, we can have more of a movement and really get a community around it. Um, I'm also making sure to continually do the research. Mm. So every farm is different. Every student's different. And I want to make sure that at every stage of my program, I'm building out based on real needs and not getting too lost in what I want it to look like. So I'm trying to be really responsive in that by constantly getting feedback, asking what would you do differently um, to, to every stakeholder imaginable. Um, and then finally, I'm just persevering. You know, oh, yes. I'm getting back up again and again and again and again. And funny enough, it's so, that's something I learned traveling in five years is that you just need to keep going. You, okay, it didn't work. No problem. Let's rework it. Let's reshape this, um, which is some days easier than others. But I think that that's, that perseverance is, is number one. Absolutely. I think those are three really, really great takeaways from moving forward. And Anna, I want to thank you so much for sharing that. Are you ready for the knowledge burst session? I think so. (laughs) All right. I'm excited. I'm going to tweak this just a little bit. So we may have students who are listening to this. They may be in college. They may be in grad school. Or they may be people who are already in their careers and not quite sure what they want to do next. They may want to make a change. So 
I want to ask you, as someone who works with students, particularly students who are trying to figure out what their futures are, what is the best tip that you can give for someone who's struggling to find an internship or externship opportunity? I would say um, to remember that you and only you are in control of your professional development and that if there's a skill set you want to build out or if there's a project you're passionate about, I would, in you know, if you can't find that internship, maybe talk to a small business. See mm. if you can do a project on the side. See if you can have some type of ownership over something where there is a need, um, whether it's maybe reaching out to a nonprofit, whether it's considered volunteer based. I think that project based learning is so valuable and it's so real world. And I don't think that you have to wait to be hired for an internship or any position to start doing that immediately. Uh, I love it. Go directly, especially small businesses. I think they are the ones who have the biggest need for that extra help. And if you have a skill, I think that's fantastic. That is a really great tip. Anna, I'm excited to ask you. So as someone who is an entrepreneur and is extremely busy, do you have a favorite tech tool or productivity practice that has helped you move forward each and every day? I do. So I'm, I'm a firm believer in always learning, even if it's a little bit every day, mm-hmm. um, and reading something. So a, a tool that has really helped me is an app called Blinkist. Oh, it's okay. B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, so it's a library app. So what it does, it stills larger books into what they call blinks. And you can read the blinks. You can even, they have it an audio version. So you can basically get through a book in 15, 20 minutes. Um, so this is definitely not for pleasure reading, but if there's a topic <laughs> not for that you war and peace, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, not like for a novel, maybe, you know, what you really want to enjoy the process of, right, reading. but if right. you just want to learn something, it's a great way just to get that information quickly and be on the move. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And I'm excited <laughs> to ask you. So moving forward, I mean, that's the title of the show. What is one small choice or activity you're making today? to move forward. I know you're literally moving forward in your road trip, but what is a choice or activity that you're making to move forward in your business, in your life? That's a, that's a good one. I was going to say going on this trip. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And I say that because um, I, the mission of outgrowth is to get outside of your comfort zone, do something different so that you have more to offer professionally and personally. And so for me in building this business, um, it's hard to take the time to go away and see how other people live and do the different things that I used to do traveling. So this is a very conscious kind of trip where I'm looking to reconnect with nature, which is what I tell my students Mm. to do, um, to read and to write new content, which I'm doing today, right after this, uh, writing new content in a new space and just to actually be outgrowth be what I say to people to do every day, to live that and walk that walk. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Well, Anna, ready to do a little time travel? Sure. All right. We're going to step into a different type of vehicle. We're going to step into a time machine. We're setting the date for five years from today. Who was Anna in 2023? 2023. So 
in five years, I hope I will have made the business stronger. Um, my goal is to get students more personally and professionally open, competent, fulfilled. Um, and my aim is to create that impact on a larger scale and broaden my reach. As of today, I'm still trying to kind of figure out what that looks like. Um, and I'm not sure whether that means growing the company nationally, internationally, or keeping it, you know, a really local company. I'm, I'm an interesting in that I don't, I've never really aimed to make something a billion dollar business. I'm really just looking to live a life that works for me where I'm contributing to some greater good. Um, and because travel is so important to me, I also aim to be traveling a lot in 2023 and to, you know, continue to build a business in life that make that possible. So I'm always learning. I love it. That's a great, great vision. And it really ties back to what you were sharing earlier about your early travel experiences. Well, Anna, how can our listeners connect with you and learn all about the great work that you're doing with Outgrowth? Well, there are a couple different ways. So the website is one. So it's www.outgrowthtoday.org. And through the website, you can follow me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. And also, if you go to the homepage of the website, you'll see a button that says join the community. And that's my monthly newsletter that comes out called Enroute. And it's for professionals. It's for students. Um, it's a lot it, great, great tips moving forward, um, no matter where you are in your career or life. Um, and then I also have a bi-weekly blog. So all of this accessible through the website. Fantastic. Moving forward, listeners, I do recommend check it out. We'll have it all linked on the write-up. Anna, close out the show for us. Share some parting okay. wisdom with our moving forward listeners. So my number one bit of advice that I have always kind of lived by is that when you have tapped into something you love, you have to really listen closely to it. Whether or not you know now, if it's something you can do professionally or make money off of it, hang on to that and, and really listen to it. Because inevitably, no matter what you do, you're going to run into a long list of problems and reasons not to do it and expenses and naysayers. Mm -hmm. um, and it's often going to seem impossible, whatever it is you want to do, especially if it's never been done before. My advice is to do it anyway because the doing it anyway is what will continually set you apart in life. And doing it anyway is what is the scariest and most wonderful thing in the world. And it's the way that we all move forward. Anna, what a beautiful way to close out the show. Anna, I want to thank you so much for carving out a little time from your road trip to join us today to share a little bit of your journey and to share some inspiration so that our listeners can move forward. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. This is such an excellent show, and I'm just so excited to be a part of it. So oh, I'm thank honored. You. Thank no, you. The honor was mine. And moving forward, listeners, I encourage you to check it out one more time. We'll have everything in the write-up, bemovingforward.com. You can follow us on social at Be Moving Forward, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.